Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all-important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom, and the things they've learned along the way. Today's guest's credentials are nothing short of astounding, and she's a truly inspirational role model for all women. Marta Ra has an extensive background in banking and finance, having previously worked for some of the biggest names in banking, including Morgan Stanley and JP Morgan, where she was responsible for managing the largest multi-billion Swiss franc pension fund. She's currently the CEO of the world's most exclusive addiction treatment institution based in Zurich, with a recently opened clinic in London, and is also the co-founder of the global network Women in Sustainable Finance. Her achievements send out a powerful message about what can be achieved in business, and her work also helps empower women to pave the way for more equality in industry. Uh, it is a, an enormous pleasure, Martha, to have you on the Sandro Forte podcast. You are a very busy lady. It's, it's amazing that you found the time. I want to apologize to listeners in advance because we are speaking uh, together some distance apart. So if there's any, um, there's any uh, dodgy connection problems, we'll try and fix them. But bear with us because this lady is definitely worth listening to. So Marta Ra, welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Thank you very much, Sandro. It's such a pleasure to be here today. So you have a very impressive CV and we're going to try and uh, find our way through it in the next 30 minutes, Marta, if that's okay. So um, you have a lovely name, first of all. That, that's the first thing I would notice, having a, an unusual one myself. What, what about your path, this, this wonderful path that led you to the top of your game in industry? Um, let's start with where you, where you come from, because uh, that's, not a, that's not an English accent, is it? Yeah, exactly. So I was uh, born in Croatia uh, to a Serbian mother and a Croatian father. And um, when I was one year old, they moved to Vienna, to Austria, where I grew up and graduated high school. And uh, for my university education, I studied in different countries, in Germany, in uh, US, in Russia. And then at the end of my university time, actually, uh, Deutsche Bank hired me to come to Switzerland. And now I've been 14 years in Switzerland. Yeah. A very, a very beautiful place as well, I have to say. Very beautiful place. So, it, obviously, you. you've worked for some of the biggest names in banking, JP Morgan, uh, as, as we mentioned before, and you've managed this huge, I mean, astronomical uh, amount of money. So, clearly a very, uh, not just trusted woman, but clearly a very uh, capable woman. What kind of commitment and personal attributes do you think you have, and I'm sorry to ask you a question that uh, leads to you having to abandon your obvious modesty to answer this question, but what, what does it take to be the person that works at such a high level in, in an industry? Mm, let me answer this question by uh, sharing my hobby with you. Uh, I'm a hobby triathlete. And so when you're a triathlete, you have to be good in swimming, in cycling, and in running. 
and you need persistence and stamina and you need a certain psychological fitness. And um, I would say all these attributes that a triathlete uh, needs um, helped me very much during my career. And uh, already as a young girl, I was very ambitious. And nowadays, some people say ambition is maybe not a healthy thing, but I use it as a positive thing. In my case, I was always very ambitious. And um, I said, I can do anything. It's just a matter of hard work, uh, stamina and persistence and yeah, to follow your goal. So this well, is despite all this research we did about you, I did not know you were a triathlete. Um, all I can say is I admire somebody who can who can perform those three disciplines so well. I think I'd be okay at the running and the cycling, but I'm, I'm not sure I'd get very far in the, in the swimming. So um, what, I, what I heard was not really ambition in the way, in the negative context. What I heard was somebody who's clearly very, um, very focused and very driven, which I, I don't think is a bad thing at all. Um, now, the obvious thing, Marta, is that you work in, a, in an environment that is, or has traditionally been, male-dominated, especially, of course, in the senior roles. And you've set this wonderful role model for women based on the positions you've held. What, what struggles have you encountered as a woman on your road to becoming so successful? Well, one thing is that I have to first thank uh, my father because the way I've been brought up by my father and obviously also by my mother, there was no differentiation between men and women and women are as capable as men to do anything except maybe the physical strength is different. So, um, but however, when I started my career, I felt uh, very fast, aha, uh -huh, some people do make a differentiation between men and women. And uh, at the beginning, that scared me a little bit off, um, but I was always very focused and determined and uh, said, okay, if I do a good job and I have uh, the right qualification and I'm focused, I can do it. But it's not like that. Sometimes you have the wrong gender. <laughs> you can even have the best performance and the great results if you are not male in certain circles, you have no chance. But again, I <laughs> failed many times in my life, but I picked up myself again and uh, still uh, I experienced this and again and again. And some people have a certain view, but that doesn't really impress me anymore. <laughs> now, I, I, if I may, Marta, I'd like to just focus on something you, you said a moment ago about you've had a number of struggles in your, in your life. And I think it's, it's really important for the very many listeners we have on the, on the Sandro Forte podcast now to understand that, you know, this wasn't just a straight line journey to the top, right? You, you know, you've had some, some bumps and some challenges along the way. I suppose the obvious question is, how, how do you deal with those challenges? Because for many people, as soon as they encounter some kind of obstacle, um, that's the time to make an excuse or call under the desk uh, and hope the problem goes away. There, there seems to be something about people like you that, that don't just manage the good times well, you manage the bad times well. How do you do that? How do you find that resilience to bounce back up again? Well, in my life, I, as I said before, I felt a lot of times and I struggled uh, at a, also very difficult times. But if you ask me, when did I learn most? It was when I went through those difficult times. And I really did. Um, 
you know you can only enjoy some sunshine when you know how it is when it rains and when there is storm so actually um i don't see the storm as a challenge anymore it's more as a another beautiful challenge for me to get to learn something about myself mm. so it's about the learning and how to deal with it and uh, what to do with it and if you look at it from a negative perspective that can maybe uh, always uh, leave you on the ground and you are defeated or you say well i had a really good lesson now okay next time i will do it different or it will enrich my life going forward so it's, so it's about the perspective i love uh, i love your analogy about you know you can only enjoy the sunshine when you've experienced the rain and the storms so you're absolutely right um I want I mentioned women and equality in the in the workplace and you being a role model. So uh, before we talk about this um, other diverse part of your life and your your career path, um, just want to touch one more time on um, perhaps what advice you might be able to offer to women who are struggling with equality in the marketplace. I mean, it's it's very very pleasing to see so many women, so many more women now uh, reaching. Um, the higher levels of industry and in business, but there are still some, as we know, that do struggle constantly with inequality. What, what advice would you have for, for women dealing with those kind of challenges? Well, it's also a generational thing. I mean, there are still a lot of men in uh, positions, in leadership positions, um, who will, can make the life miserable of some women. But also there are younger men in leadership positions. So it's not only, let's say, the old school boys who are still, um, let's say, having a very female unfriendly view, but also there is a younger generation coming up and there will always be these people who have certain views. And my suggestion is um, not to take them too serious and uh, to move on. And also not, not always, um, I, I don't like to put myself in the shoes of a victim. Um, it's very interesting for me when I speak to people from the UK, being a feminist is nothing negative. If you speak to someone here in Switzerland or in Germany, it's something negative. Mm. So when I share uh, my story uh, in the UK, people say there's nothing wrong about being a feminist. But then in, in other countries, it's almost like a, a critic. So what I want to say is um, there will always be these kind of people they will always be around it's about finding your own true purpose and to be true to yourself and have your vision and to have your purpose and then it really doesn't matter who says what yeah. I'm just saying it like that it sounds easy it's much harder to implement but I think after a certain of time times with negative experiences I think people should just try to move on and not to take certain things too serious. Mm. Well, well said, well said. Um, now, uh, let's just change tack, if we may, for a second. Uh, you're CEO at the acclaimed world's most exclusive institute for addiction. Um, it, it's difficult to know what, what to ask you about this. Um, you go from banking on one side to, uh, you know, to a very, very well-known institution um, on the other, what what was it that attracted you to to that particular role, Marta? Because I, I mean, the two things couldn't be any more different, could they? <laughs> 
Well, yeah, they couldn't be any more different, but actually they are still very much connected in my opinion. Well, while I was in banking, I did a training. I'm a trained therapist and I wanted to understand the madness of my industry and my superiors and colleagues. <laughs> so I studied in order to understand them. Um, but anyway, I was always very interested in the human mind and the human soul. So that was always my interest and my hobby. And um, I would say in the financial industry, there are a lot of a lot of lonely people, let's say it in a nice way, and a lot of people who struggle. Um, from the outside, they look very strong, but actually in the inside, they are rather fragile. But since the industry, the financial industry, you have to be the shark and swim with the shark, uh, there is no place to show weakness or softness or even the human side. Um, and so uh, while I was doing my, my uh, training, uh, I said, well, sometimes when I get retired, maybe I'll work uh, as a therapist for uh, bankers because I will have by then so much experience with them. I will know their fears and their weaknesses and their problems. I will be qualified for that. And um, I then um, actually accidentally or by a beautiful chance, uh, uh, a friend of mine with whom I studied the, in the PhD course, who is the founder and owner of Paracelsus Recovery. Uh, I've been sharing with him my stories of banking and what I've been doing. And he said, well, Martha, why don't you join us? You are the perfect match. You know, um, you know the world and the thinking of the very wealthy people because I was the wealth manager myself. And at the same time, you have the psychological uh, side where you have also a degree. Why don't you become our CEO? And this is how I become the CEO of Paracelsus Recovery. Wow, well, I, I started by asking you the two things couldn't be more different, but then as you were talking, I was thinking, actually, I, I can see that, you know, in, in one minute you're in JP Morgan, you put posters on the, on the wall saying, you know, as soon as your drive and ambition becomes an obsession, just check yourself into uh, uh, Paracelsus Recovery and, uh, and we'll look up. <laughs> so maybe your own, uh, you're taking care of your own marketing, I don't know. but. Um, I, you know, I know that what you do is, um, is, is incredible. The work you do, all joking apart, is incredible. Um, and, and obviously, long may you continue to, to help as many people that you do. Um, your, your role as CEO um, includes, to name but a few things, strategic development, investment, and sustainable finance. For those people who don't know what those words mean, Marta, just briefly, what, what, what does your role encompass? So my role in the company mainly is on a strategic level. I'm managing a company, uh, which is obviously for profit. So I am uh, taking care of the business side. Still, we are in a very human industry. So I do uh, have a lot, a lot of contact with our clients. I interact with them. I uh, see them regularly. So basically, um, as the CEO, I get to do both sides, the business side and the, let's say, maybe human or psychological side. I, I do have a lot of interactions with the, with the clients. Obviously, I don't do any therapy. But since our clientele is very unique and has very special needs, a very close relationship is uh, very important. What, um... So I know every single client. Um, sorry. <laughs> No, so I know every single client and uh, I uh, know their story and I meet them regularly. So it's not anonymous. <laughs> Fantastic. And, and 
if you don't mind me asking, um, obviously you work in a very confidential environment, so I'm certainly not going to ask you any, um, any detailed questions, but um, people come to you for all kinds of treatment relating uh, primarily to addiction. What's the most common type of, of addiction or problem or challenge that you see in the people that, that visit you? Well, there is no typical problem uh, per se. There are different uh, topics that people come with, but the common de denominator of all these people is that they're very lonely. And the loneliness results in different ways, in, in, in substance abuse, in mental health problems, um, in various ways. But um, to, to give you a specific examples, we, we do have people who come to us and seek help for um, substance abuse or depression or narcissistic abuse, uh, different topics, or even in combination. These things also can come in, come in combination. And if you don't mind me uh, making a reference to um, your price point, um, you know, £65,000 a week, uh, clearly it's not a price-driven service. It's obviously a value-driven service. But, um, you know, if I was coming to you, what would I expect to get in the way of help if I, if I came to um, Paracelsus Recovery? So oh, in the way of help, you're asking? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, uh, the usual question, or if I, if I put your question in a different way, um, what is the guarantee of healing, right? This is maybe where you are referencing to. Uh, uh, there is no guarantee of healing. It's about how does life continue? So what do our clients get for this price tag? Obviously, the clients who come to us are from uh, A-listers from uh, the film industry or from the music industry. Those are politicians, uh, business people, most people that you know. <laughs> And they are used to a certain way of living. And when they come to us, we don't want them to feel ripped away from their usual way of living and standard. We want them to feel home away from home. So that's why when they come to us, uh, our clients' residences are very elegant and um, have a certain standard. Our clients have their own chef, um, their own driver. They have a live-in, a therapist living with them all the time and basically we have a 1 to 15 ratio people who are taking care for one client all wow. the time so um, really the client is catered 20 and, and supported and nurtured and loved <laughs> in a way mm -hmm. uh, all the time by a big group of specialists and people who are fully dedicated to the client wow, so this, wow that's this makes this price tag and also our very holistic approach um, we don't only if someone comes for uh, alcohol addiction we just don't treat the alcohol addiction but we really make a very holistic assessment with the client we look we make a general checkup of not only the psyche but the body so the client doesn't is not only treated in a very isolated way for a certain topic but very holistic and generalistic so um, we just don't uh, invite the client and give them tablets and have some conversations, but really we try to give a holistic solution. And every solution varies case by case. So it, what's clear here, Marta, is it's not just money that creates uh, a positive outcome. There must be much more to a recovery than, than that. So is it attitude, is it mindset, 
Uh, you talk about people being lonely, so that, that kind of inclusivity. Um, is it determination? What are the factors that, that help people to uh, recover that typically come to, uh, to you? And I, I want to link that to kind of a more general comment about the success factors in life and business, because you know, you've been extraordinarily successful, you know lots of successful people. Is there a determining factor that helped people to overcome addiction, overcome a challenge in life, um, reach the top of their game? Are there, are there certain attributes that you think have to be there to achieve the right kind of outcomes? Very interesting how you're putting the question because we have all these very successful people then coming in a very vulnerable situation and say to us, how can they be very successful on one hand and then on the other hand, maybe in a way not so successful. And I don't think that this can be seen side by side. It's a different thing. You can be very successful CEO, businessman, politician on one hand, but then on the private side, inside your heart or your soul, um, actually in a not good situation. So um, those are to totally two different things. And when people come with um, conditions to us, there is always a story to it. It could be childhood, it could be a trauma that they have experienced, it could be an event in their life. So um, again, you spoke about sport men, uh, sport people from the sport industry, they can be highly uh, successful in their sports career, but then they can still be very, very depressed. Mm. So the one doesn't go hand in hand with, uh, with the other. And what does make, what, what is the attribute for someone um, to be successfully healed, if I put it in those words? It's always up to the person. Um, we can give all help and support um, from the medical perspective, from the therapy perspective, from the environment, um, from the care. But in the end, it's always up to the person, him or herself, whether something or how successful something is. And what is success? If someone comes to us with drinking one bottle of vodka per day and leaves us with drinking only one glass of wine a day, I think this is a great success. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice way of putting it as well, because I think a lot of people get very obsessed with uh, perfection. You know, they have to be the very, very best that they, uh, you know, they have to be ahead of all their peers and they put themselves under a good deal of pressure. So um, sometimes, uh, and what I'm hearing from you, and you've articulated it really, really well, and it does link in some ways to my, to my question, which is what can people do to be successful or to achieve successful outcomes? And what I'm hearing loud and clear is, it starts from within, that, that desire, that determination, that passion. And, and you've got to be really serious, right, to, um, to, to want to achieve something. I mean, that's the, that's the starting point is what you're saying. Uh, and the sad thing is that we often see that these people who are so successful in business and are so ambitious and so determined, and then when it comes to their own health, their own well-being, they are not as determined and not as dedicated, not as caring and loving towards love because it's also about self-love. And I'm not speaking about narcissism. So, um, so those kind of people give, put their career over everything and sacrifice their health. Uh, you've obviously also opened a clinic now in London. Um, 
were there were there particular reasons for opening in London? Do you demographically see differences between people who come to you um, at the uh, Paracelsus Recovery Clinic versus those who come to see you in London? Um, the reason why we uh, opened our offices and our clinic in London is that we have a lot of demand uh, from the UK. Uh, most of our clients come from uh, Saudi, Saudi Arabia or the Arabian Peninsula, uh, UK, Russia and US. And as there was such a strong demand uh, from London in particular, um, and people uh, asking actually if it's possible to treat them in London, we made the decision to open offices uh, and uh, our clinic in London. Um, but there is no difference uh, of uh, backgrounds. It's, it's the same, okay. like with other countries. I was, um, I was captivated, Marta, by your social media profile uh, and everything that the, the internet tells us about you. And I know, therefore, that mental health, not surprisingly, from everything you've been saying, is, is something you obviously feel very passionate about. Um, why does it mean so much to you? Um, is there a personal experience or is it just because you get to see these people day to day and the struggles that they have in, in life? Well, my opinion, and that's why I think uh, sustainability and mental health go hand in hand, there is no sustainability in general without mental health. And if we are not healthy <laughs> mentally, uh, we really have a big problem. Mm. So mental health is key to anything in this world. And we all, I think, uh, in this corona lockdown, notice it more and more how mental health is really vital and important. So I've always been a big advocate of mental health. Um, it has been in the past always very stigmatized, and I think it should not be stigmatized. How, how then, Marta, uh, what advice would you give to people who are obviously struggling at the moment with, um, with the current situation and the obvious worry that that creates about, you know, what the future looks like? Uh, does, does Marta Ra have any advice or any mantras or philosophies that she lives by? I mean, you know, you're a triathlete, you're a very successful woman. You, you, uh, you know, you're, you're a trained therapist. I mean, there's so many different strings to your bow. Um, but using all of that experience, what, what advice would you give to people who might be struggling, you know, you know, mentally at the moment? Is there anything they can do to help them through this, this difficult situation? Well, uh, different people are in different conversations, right? Um, they're struggling because maybe they're stuck with a partner or they're stuck with a family or they're totally alone. So it all varies. But uh, a suggestion and a tip that I can, could give to anybody is actually to be honest with yourself and to acknowledge your feelings. Um, it is absolutely okay now to be afraid and to have fear. And I always tell to people, look at this fear and instead of standing uh, outside on the ground with your feet and look at your fear like the clouds that pass by and just observe them and clouds will pass by. Mm. So don't be the cloud, be the observer. <laughs> um, because if we then go too much into those thoughts, this uh, can um, even elevate the fear that people are in right now. And this fear can be ele elevated through media, uh, through social media, through friends, 
um, there's so much information out there that can either help you or even can more disturb you. And um, as we know, the on-screen time has tripled, I think, uh, during Corona. Mm -hmm. People consume a lot of more media. It's really important to be very selective or at least to give you a certain um, budget per day <laughs> to consume media and social media. I think those are two very important things. And then, again, another suggestion is to have a routine. If you are used to getting every day at 8 o'clock and have your lunch at 12, um, then try to continue to do it. Um, get up on time, have your lunch at 12, even if you are in self-isolation or you're staying home. It's about routine. Uh, we as human beings, routine is very helpful um, because to most of us, the structure helps. And not having a structure is overwhelming to some of us. And so if we keep a structure, Gives, gives us some guidance throughout the day. Yeah. And obviously eat healthy, you try to exercise, uh, contact your family, your friends. There are now all different ways of staying into contact. So don't as isolate, become social in a digital way. Yeah, good, good advice indeed. Do you, do you see um, an increase, unfortunately? I mean, I'm, I'm talking unfortunately generally from a, from a commercial perspective, it would be great for your business, but uh, do you see an increase in the number of inquiries you would get um, at Paracelsus, for example, or indeed in your clinic in London, as a result of what's going on at the moment? Is it is it causing? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We have very increased requests from all over the world. Yeah, and people are just waiting to finally borders to open and then to travel and to visit us. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, I regret that time is almost up for us, Marta, today. I'd love to go on talking to you. I have two uh, quick questions, if I may, just to finish off. The first one is, how do, um, for, for all those listening, how do they find out a little bit about uh, Marta Ra, Paracelsus Recovery, and all the other wonderful things you do? Have you got any websites, social media handles you can share with us? Probably not a good idea to give us your email address because you might get bombarded with emails, but... Uh, but otherwise, how do we find out about you? So, uh, one way I would suggest is to the webpage. There you can see a lot of information about ourselves that we are doing. Uh, also, a way to find out about us is to contact our uh, country head. Uh, she will be very happy to advise you and uh, to answer any questions related. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you. And the final question, which we ask all of our guests, Marta, um, you've shared so many wonderful insights into um, your success and, and the way you help so many people. Um, and as I, said, uh, as I said earlier, long may that continue because you are really um, uh, a beacon carrier for not just women, but for anyone that wants to be successful in business. Um, if you could, if I could ask you now to think about drilling down all of your wonderful experience into one simple piece of advice. So if I was a younger version of you or you had a son or a daughter who was asking you for one single piece of advice in all of your life experience, what would the one single piece of advice be that would be to you more important than any other? Don't listen what others say and listen what your heart says. Very, very beautifully and succinctly put. Um, Martin, <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a real pleasure um, speaking today. I'm, again, I apologize to those listening that the sound quality may not have been perfect. 
uh, but we had to speak to this lady, so uh, it's the price we had to pay. So, Marta Ra, thank you so much once again for joining us on the Sandro Forte podcast. Thank you very much, Sandra. It was such an honor and enjoyment speaking to you. Thank you very much for having me today. And, and to all of those of you listening, thank you for joining us on the Sandro Forte podcast, as always. Wasn't Marta Ra just such an amazing lady? Um, wish we could have her on again and maybe we'll organize it. Remember, each week we've got new guests joining us to share their own insights into achieving success or overcoming life's challenges. And we heard from Marta today on both of those topics. So please make sure you subscribe, follow us on social media, same on all channels, and do leave the reviews on iTunes so we know what you'd like more of in the future. Until this time next week, and another fantastic guest, goodbye for now. 